Welcome to Knowledgeable Aging. I'm your host, Jason Kotar. Joining us today to talk about how to take care of the aging mouth is Dr. Alyssa Kaufman. Dr. Kaufman offers high-quality dentistry to the geriatric population that is often neglected due to their limited ability or inability to leave their home or apartment. Dr. Kaufman graduated from the University of Pennsylvania School of Dental Medicine in 1985 and limited her practice in 1995 to geriatrics. She is currently the director of geriatric dental care at two local nursing homes. She frequently lectures on geriatric dentistry worldwide. Dr. Kaufman is experienced in handling patients with Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's, and other forms of dementia. How are you doing today, Dr. Kaufman? Thank you for having me, Jason. I'm doing really well. Very good. Thank you so much. So for those that are joining us today um, for the live webinar, if you have any questions, type those questions in and time permitting, we will do everything in our power to get those questions answered. So Dr. Kaufman, I'd like to get started. As you know, we are an aging population. What can you speak to to help people keep their teeth healthy and keep them longer? People are living longer and people are keeping their teeth, which is something that didn't happen 50 years ago. Um, since fluoride was invented, obviously it strengthens the teeth and most toothpaste, toothpaste had fluoride in, in them and uh, people are using the right toothpaste. But I will say that not all toothpastes are um, created equal. Some toothpastes are very abrasive and some toothbrushes are too hard. So I'm gonna give you a regimen. You're gonna brush your teeth two times a day or after every meal if that's, if you're able to, if you're near a sink you're going to use a non-abrasive toothpaste. And unlike other dentists, um, I am going to tell you products that I recommend because people say, well, what should I use then? What do you mean non-abrasive? I'm not gonna tell you which ones are abrasive, but I'm gonna tell you what I use um, and the toothbrush that I recommend. So the, the toothpaste with the least abrasiveness is True White. Let me just say one thing before I even start. The products that I'm using and I'm going to tell you about today, there's no endorsements here. These are things that I've investigated on my own, read all the research. Um, True White is literally a product that's, that does not wear your enamel. And most people think that your teeth yellow as you age because you just age. But it's a combination of brushing too hard and also an abrasive toothpaste. So that's really important. Nobody's ever talking about that. Um, this is the toothbrush I give to all my patients. Um, it's gum. It has really thin bristles at the top that go under the gum line. So you want to brush your teeth two times a day and you want to floss if you can, if you have the ability to. And I also recommend to all of my patients and my average age patient is probably 90. I know I'm speaking to a younger audience, but that's better because now you'll know to start using these products before it's too late. And I'm very into um, a fluoride rinse. This is the one that I give to my patients. Uh, Elevate makes it and you get it online. And I feel that um, the combination of doing that keeps your mouth clean and it really, really, really helps you to keep your teeth as long as possible. So brush the teeth you wanna keep. That's what I have to say. Very good. So and Talk to me about you getting into this niche practice. I'm, I'm curious as to, to why you get into this. 
Well, I was always the denture nerd at Penn, and um, I won the booby prize for making the most dentures over your requirements, which I think was four dentures. I think I probably made like 30. So I got really friendly with the denture guys in the lab. Still remember, uh, they smoked cigarettes back then. I mean, it was a different world in the 80s. Uh, and they always told me, listen, you have this talent. Don't give it up. Well, no one wants to make dentures. It's really hard to find a dentist who makes dentures these days. So I kept it up, and um, I absolutely love making dentures, and I have a great lab. I had the same lab guy until I buried him. At, I think he was 85, and he said he was going to go down with the spatula that he used for me in his, you know, go, and, and, and I gave him the spatula at the end, which is not a very nice story, but it is a true story. Um, and now I have a great young guy, and my dentures fit, and people think dentures don't fit because dentures always don't fit, but that's not true. Dentures should fit, and it's not like every dentist is capable of doing it. Uh, I got into the field because my best friend's dad had a stroke and couldn't get to the dentist, so I went to his house and started cleaning his teeth, and her, her mother said, well, my friends also have um, age, aging husbands. Can you help them? And a bell went off in my head and I said, wow, this is, why isn't anybody doing this? People are doing mobile dentistry with vans, but if you can get outside to get in a van, then why not just go to the dentist? So I uh, literally bring my equipment with me and uh, I've been doing it for 30 years straight and I've been practicing 35 and doing a lot of dentures in those 35 years. So take me back. So where it was in 1995 to today, um, are they teaching geriatric dentistry in school, in medical they, school? They, they, yes, yes, they are. They're teaching it, hopefully more modules than what we had. Um, I know that some schools more than others. I'm lecturing to Tufts next week or the end of this week, and I have, I have other speaking engagements. So obviously they're really interested. It's just finding the right people because it's not such a wide widely uh, known field. I mean, you'll find very few people who have limited their practice to geriatrics, like I have. Um, with, with the COVID, I have taken on some younger people who just are afraid to get out, but those are far and few between, yeah. And so, a little bit more, I'm gonna kind of expound on this just a bit. So, you're in geriatric dentistry, that's your focus now, but as far as house calls, was that something you kind of eased into, or did you just say right off the bat, I'm gonna get into this field, the specialized field, and I'm gonna start doing house calls? I sold my practice um, after I'd been practicing for about five years, uh, no, more than that, eight years, uh, to just do house call dentistry full-time. And it was so unheard of back then that I was afraid to even tell my malpractice company because I was afraid they dropped me. Um, but you know, now I think that they all have to agree to let you do it. I mean, what are you supposed to do if you have a toothache and you can't get out of your house or it's cold and snowy and you can't walk outside? What do you do if your denture is broken and you, know, you have no one to turn to because you're afraid to go out? Because of COVID, or you can't walk, or there's no there's stairs in your building, and you're obese, and there's no elevator. So there's so many situations where my field is so necessary, and I'm really encouraging the younger generation of dentists to, to, to go into this field. What happens to your mouth, Dr. Kaufman, as you age? Well, 
the first thing that happens is that it gets a little drier. So it's very important as you as you age to drink a lot of water um, or okay. mostly water. I think that people that tell me that they drink coffee all day, I always tell them, well, that's not water. Um, and that causes your teeth to dry out, your gums to dry out. And, um, and if you wear dentures, your dentures don't fit so well. So there are replacement products for that. One that I use every night because I even find at my age that I dry out and it's called All Day. It's a dry mouth spray and it has xylitol in it. And this one's my favorite because it has the most amount of xylitol in it. And I really recommend it. You can go on their website or Amazon, I'm not sure. I buy it directly from them because I give it to every patient. So I'm giving you guys products that I recommend and I, there's nothing in it for me, I pay. So I love this product. Um, also, if you wear dentures, um, Denture paste, which most people like to use, really dries out your mouth. And this is the only one I recommend. Nobody's ever heard of it. This is the most genius product I've ever, ever found. I found it myself uh, because not only does it hold the best, you've never seen anything like it. It's, I'm not going to compare it to any other products because that's not fair, but it's FDA approved and it has moisturizers in it so that your mouth doesn't dry out. So you don't want a dry mouth. Dry mouth leads to broken and cracked teeth. The other thing is, with as you're aging, that if you don't realize that the food is sticking to your mouth and your teeth, eventually the food that sticks at the bottom of your teeth that you're always picking away as you age, I see people with toothpicks, that's causing decay. So water absolutely helps because you're drinking the water, you're taking the food off your teeth. I ask you to brush after every meal. If that's too much, you have to do it two times a day. And the rinse, the this rinse is really helpful. Uh, does not dry out your mouth and it keeps your teeth from decaying. So we don't want to get decay, we don't want gum disease, and we don't want our mouths to dry out. All for the reason so that you can keep your teeth as you age. It, there's no reason to lose your teeth because you're 80. There's no reason to lose your teeth at all. Uh, sometimes you've had big crowns that fall off as you age. They don't. They don't last forever. So you know, don't be surprised when things fail as you age. Uh, teeth don't last forever. They're not meant to. But if you do all the things I'm telling you, you absolutely, positively will keep your teeth longer. Very good, Dr. Kaufman. Is it safe to say that those with chronic conditions or physical and mental disabilities are more susceptible to oral diseases? Yes, but not for the reasons that you think. It's more because uh, the caregivers are afraid of getting bitten. Uh, they use those little pink sponges, which is like, you know, just moving the food and the bacteria around. Um, so that's why I recommend the very soft toothbrush and also Colgate makes a tooth, most of their toothbrushes now have rubber on one side so that when you're brushing, you don't have to worry that they'll crank down on it and crack a tooth. And that's very helpful as well. So I really love the, the, tooth, uh, the Colgate and this has saved my life. And you know, with, with, even with children with disabilities, it's really hard to brush their teeth. So if you use this, um, this bite block that's made by Sage, and you can order it. I don't know if you can order how you get it. I get them by the hundreds. Um, I've actually just won a competition, uh, kind of like a shark tank, 
Uh, I invented a better one because this is this is um, wood and it breaks and mine doesn't break. Um, so that'll be coming out soon in the near future, I hope. But if you put this in the mouth and you turn it sideways, now you have nothing to worry about. You can brush the teeth. There's no excuse for not taking care of someone's teeth because they have dementia or a disability or Parkinson's. It gets difficult with Parkinson's, but this this is this is knowledge is key, and this is definitely a beautiful, beautiful thing to know about. And I've told dentists about this. They don't know. They've never heard of it. So this is a medical product. It's used in the hospitals, but I use it. I take it with me to every single patient. Right. Uh, talk a little bit more about your work with people with Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, uh, and other forms of dementia. How do you handle those individuals as a geriatric dentist? A dentist. I've taken a lot of courses, medical courses, on how to get them to comply. Um, one of the key things that I've learned is to find out if they're right-handed or left-handed, and that's their dominant side. So if they're right-handed, you sit on the right side. You always approach them, coming to them from the front. You never like say hi or acknowledge them from behind. And also, you know, I hate to use the word lying, so I'll use the word fibbing, but I generally tell them I'm their daughter or son's dentist. I know the daughter and son's name. Sometimes they're there. Um, I guess people call me the dementia whisperer. It's a huge compliment. I'll take it. But um, I mean, I would say in 35 years, out of seeing thousands of patients, there were only two that I had to say sorry. They need to be sedated. And, and not everything can be done in the home. Sometimes they do need to be sedated. I don't do anything that I even think there's a 1% chance that I can't complete perfectly in the home. All right. So can we start from the beginning as far as dentures? Can you just Dent help us? Yeah, okay. What is a denture? What is a denture? So a denture, I forget the saying, and it's a saying that my dental school professor taught me. Dentures are not teeth. They're replacement for teeth. They're never going to feel like your teeth, ever. So it's a prosthesis. It's made of plastic. Some teeth look better than others because it depends on how much you spend, the dentist spends for the teeth. I do not have cheap teeth. Everyone who gets a denture made by me, their teeth look real. I hate when I look at someone and I can tell they have a denture. I love when I talk to someone and they said, let me remove my denture. It's like the biggest compliment for their dentist. Um, dentures wear. So they need to be relined sometimes. If you lose five to 10, 10 pounds, you know, dentures will start to get, you know, flop around or loose, which is why I recommend that I'll tell you again, this adhesive dent, because that helps, um, it helps better than any other adhesive you've ever tried. So it's worth the money, believe me, and people should know that. Dentures can also break and chip if you drop them or if the caregiver drops them. And please know that if you drop your denture and you have the pieces, it's easy peasy to fix. If you try to do it yourself and there's stuff in the in the uh, in this uh, pharmacy that says repair your own denture or reline your own denture, once you touch that, any good dentist will not touch it again because now we know we can never fix it perfectly. But if you have three pieces that are broken or two pieces. 
you just call the dentist and you have them take them, you know, if you go to the dentist, go to the dentist. If you need to someone to come to your house like me, I go there. If I'm missing a piece, the game isn't definitely over, but it's not easy peasy and it will cost you a lot more to repair. Um, if you break the clasp off of a partial denture, a partial denture means you have some teeth and other teeth, you know, the, the clasp clasps onto uh, your teeth and then the fake teeth are in the front. So it's a partial denture, exactly what it sounds. A complete denture means you have no teeth. Um, but if you break a clasp, that also can be repaired. The only thing that I hear all the time that I can't help you with is when you flush the teeth down the toilet. That's a big problem. <laughs> Uh, you touched on something, Dr. Kaufman, I'd like to address a little bit more. You said that if, you know, if you lose weight, are there other things for um, somebody, the, the aging population or family members to think about when it comes to a loved one with dentures that maybe they should, is there a way to be proactive, I guess is what I'm wondering, outside of the products, but things that you maybe not think about that you might say, hey, call Dr. Kaufman, at least say, this is happening uh, physically, what do I need to do? Well, you need to fatten them up because there's fat everywhere in your body, including there's fat pads on your gum, on your gum pads. So yeah, there's really not a lot you can do with, with weight loss. Weight gain, they get really tight. So that's a little easier to fix. Um, but just know the dentures aren't meant to last forever. You really should only wear a pair of dentures for 10 years. Um, the teeth wear out. You know, you could always change the teeth, which people don't know about. If you love the way your denture fits, we can change out the teeth, no problem. Um, and that's a, that's something that no one wants to talk about because dentists would rather make you a new one than to just change the teeth. But I do that all the time. If you lose a tooth in the denture, try to save it if you if you can, if it's in your mouth or it fell on the floor. But if you if you can't, no problem. That also is such an easy fix. So. There's so many things that you can do with your denture as long as you don't try to do them yourself. Don't crazy glue that tooth in. Do not. Right. So I just want to make sure I heard you right. So this is there's there's a way to be proactive, Dr. Coffin, but a lot of times people are calling you when a, a crisis has already happened, right? There's the denture is already out. So you said they last no more than 10 years. So would you say that somebody sh that you should circle back or they need to circle back with you like within two to five years or a shorter time frame? Well, I'll tell you, if you don't sleep with them, they last a lot, lot longer. But there are okay. a lot of couples where I promise you, the husband doesn't know the wife, the new wife, probably a second wife, has dentures and vice versa. So the more you wear them, the more it wears on your bone, which is holding the denture in. So if you can take them out at night um, and soak them, uh, Dr. Berlands makes a great soap. He actually makes this cup with a vibrator where you pour the solution in. That's great too. Um, but if you can keep them out of your mouth from the time you get in the bed till the time you wake up, that really will hold your denture uh, viability a lot longer. You will be able to wear them longer because you wear your bone. And when you wear your bone, they start to get loose. And then you'll need the reline, which is when the dentist comes in and actually pours a plastic kind of polymer into the denture or partial, puts it back in your mouth, you bite down, and then we trim it. And that helps a lot of the time. But it, it, it doesn't work for everybody. And the older you are, I mean, I have some 99-year-old, 105-year-old patients. It just, it, it, it's better than nothing. 
Um, but I feel like the adhesive is the way to go first before you start saying I need a reline. I, I'm the one that will tell you I need that you need a reline, not you. Um, the adhesive really, really works. So I was just going to ask you that question. Is so there's no one size fits all based off an no. age, right? Yeah. It's just like when we talk about treating the patient, not the not the symptom. In this situation, you don't walk in and say, "Oh, you're you're 85 years old. You're going to need this." You look at the mouth and you you put together a plan, right? Right. I mean, and also like I'm very unconventional in my treatment planning. If I see a patient that's 99 years old and they have three root tips that have been broken for years in the bottom. I'm not going to say you have to get them out. I think another dentist might, but I really, you know, gauge what really needs to be done based on where they are in their life, their lifestyle, their health. You know, you don't want to start doing surgery on things that are asymptomatic where then they have to heal and then they can't eat. So I feel like my experience has really taught me how to be unconventionally conventional, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'll just say this. So it, it felt like, it feels like with a lot of times with your dentist, there's not that ongoing relationship. There, there is to some degree. It's going to be, you go see him every year, but it seems in talking to you, Dr. Kaufman, that this relationship is, is especially as we age, should be more of an ongoing, like with, like with your doctor, if you will. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you a funny story. And I, he's probably not, he wouldn't even be able to watch this because he is, He's not, he's IT challenged as I am, and I'm only 60. But I got a call on Sunday at 8.16 p.m. on a Sunday before Labor Day. And he said, hey, it's Jack. I said, Jack, how are you? And he said, listen, Rhoda has a little problem. I think you need to come over as soon as you can and take out another tooth. I said, no problem. I said, hey, Jack. Do you have any other dentists that you call on their cell phone at 8.16 p.m. on Sunday night before Labor Day? He goes, before Labor Day. He goes, you know, Elise, I love you. You're not like anybody else. So that story just, ah. Uh, and I'm going there after this interview. I want to talk about uh, another health issue that when we talk about this ongoing relationship, if somebody has been diagnosed with cancer, um, depending upon the type of treatment that they have, I assume you want to be kind of kept in the loop, right? Because I, I, I assume, Dr. Kaufman, that there are some impacts from, uh, you know, chemotherapy, radiation that might impact uh, the, the, the aging mouth. True. Um, the one thing that's on my new patient form, which is really important to me, is the, your primary care doctor's phone number and all of your medications. And if there's any issues right now that you're dealing with, because, you know, Teeth are important, but sometimes other things need to be taken care of first. So if I'm dealing with somebody who, God forbid, has head and neck cancer, they need to be cleared um, by me to make sure they have no dental uh, infection before, on, before starting uh, radiation, sometimes chemotherapy. And sometimes I'll make them the trays, and in the trays we put fluoride gel just to protect their teeth because radiation dries out your teeth. But there are so many different things about how the oral cavity, your oral and systemic health are totally related. And I've diagnosed diabetes from someone's bad breath. I felt someone's thyroid and said you need to get a scan. So we really need to be uh, very comprehensive as dentists and not just look at teeth and gums. You need to look at the whole body and you need to coordinate your treatment. And if you're not sure about what they're getting, if this is something you should be doing right now because they're going for chemotherapy, 
you need to call their physician and they are always happy to call to, to answer your call or to call you back all right yeah. I'd like to talk a little bit more about the house call dentistry can you Help me understand what does that look like, especially as we're talking, if I've got a grandmother that's 75, are, are there certain things you do and don't do if they need to be clean? I know you've pr provided some some tools to the trade, if you will, as far as what they can do at home. But, you know, if they're if they have, you know, physical issues that don't allow them to get out of the home, maybe there's falling. So they're, they're somewhat homebound. So what does this relationship look like? I mean, it's an ongoing one, but what does it look like? Right. On my new patient form, I asked if they wanted to be treated, if they want to be treated in their wheelchair, in their bed, or their recliner. And okay. I just accommodate, you know, I bring my own light source. I have all my new patient form, what I'm coming there for. If it's a toothache, I ask them to send pictures, um, or take a picture of the broken denture, or take a picture of what they think is a huge emergency, which sometimes I say, hey, there's just leave that alone. There's nothing you need to worry about. And that's a free call. So, um, you know, I'll do that for people. You know, not everybody uh, is in my geographically desirable area. We're trying to get more dentists. We just got Chicago, and I'm so proud of uh, Joy. Uh, you'll see her if you go on my website. So if you're in Chicago, you got a great dentist there. And uh, we have somebody in Nassau County, Queens, New York, and this needs to go everywhere. So I, I wish dental students watch this and they say, hey, I'm going to give her a call because this is a, by the way, here's my overhead. Where is it? I'm going to show you my Jeez. overhead. No. There it is. Huh? Yeah. That's it. The only thing that you need to do is get a sterilizer. Everything else could be in your apartment or house. And the few that I know have them in their garage, but I just take mine to the hospital, all my instruments to sterilize. But that's, that's it. That's it. No overhead. When can you be a dentist without any overhead? I mean, it's such an amazing field. You come out of dental school with $500,000 worth of loans and you can open your office, right. so to speak. Yeah. Right. Last question, doctor. Yeah. Talk to, me, talk to me about barriers as far as you, you, we talked early on about, you know, that when you got into it in 1995, there weren't as many. The ADA, the American Dental Association is warming up to this. What barriers um, are you seeing going forward? Because look, we have our aging population. It's not slowing down, as you know. We right. are we are aging rapidly. So take me take a look. You know, five, ten years in the future, what do you see? I see that I'm going to be a pioneer, and that the ADA is going to be very excited that this type of practice comes comes into comes into fruition, and that you know I will have a legacy that I've started something that isn't just like a little fad, but is necessary. You must be able to get dental care in hospice, if you're on hospice, if you're in the hospital, if you're at home, if you can't walk down the steps, you have to be able to keep your, your dignity, to be able to chew your food, to be able to smile. So I see this just growing exponentially. And I, I, I mean, great, anyway. Right, all right. Um, how can people find you, Dr. Kaufman? Uh, you can look at my website, which is geriatrichousecalldentistry.com, G-E-R-I-A-T-R-I-C-D-E-N-T-R-Y.com, uh, and my 
email, which I would prefer you to fill out a form if you really have a question, but my email is Dr. Elisa Kaufman, without the period after doctor, so D-R-A-L-I-S-A-K-A-U, two Fs, M-A-N, at gmail.com. Very good. And you're, you're all over social media too, right? I think so. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if obviously when it comes to knowledgeable aging, you can find us on social media, subscribe to our YouTube page. This uh, really fascinating conversation with, with Dr. Coffin will be on our YouTube page, um, our podcast as well. Um, until next time, I'm your host, Jason Kotar, and this is Knowledgeable Aging. <laughs>